Hello and welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Babes, hi, how are you all? I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, was the polar vortex since the last time we talked? If so, I, I have no concept of time, but if so, I hope everyone was warm and cozy and safe and sound. And you know, when you were stuck in the house that you did your homework, did you do your homework? <laughs> did you light your candles? Say the spell I gave you. Did you meditate and take some time for yourself? I truly hope so. Um, I did get a couple of text and messages and not text messages and mess other messages from people who told me, you know, what candle colors they got, what spells, what spell they did, mine, other spells, um, what their focus was, if they meditated. Uh, yeah. So if you would like to share that with me, please hit up the email, badwitch, the badwitch podcast at gmail.com. I want to know what colors you got. That's like the thing I'm the nosiest about right now. What colors really spoke to you from our podcast last week? Um, you know, were you focused on money? Were you focused on love? probably those two, right? Okay. (laughs) Where you focus on creativity, negativity, like sweeping it out, protection, abundance, all those things. So please let me know. Um, I know my darling friends, uh, you know, pretty much family, Heidi. Hi, Heidi. She told me she got an orange candle and, uh, oh, I hope it's okay if I'm sharing this. Heidi, I'll text you and make sure it is. (laughs) She told me she went and got her orange candle. She's been working with her creativity and her writing and I'm just so proud of y'all for doing that. It, it means the world to me that you're like actually putting this to practice. And that is the point of this podcast. You know, it's, it's about learning, but it's also about fun. I hope, I hope you're having fun. Um, but it's about practical application. It's about putting this into practice. It's about the craft of witchcraft. Like we're really going to do this stuff. So you got your candles. I'm so proud of you. If you did the spell, I'm so proud of you. Uh, and all this talking, I just realized I did not do my homework. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm a bad witch, right? Bad witches don't do their homework sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, the week really got away from me. I I don't know. I don't even know what I've been doing. I've been planning. I'm getting ready to go to Europe in a month. And it takes me a full month to like become a real person and do everything I need to do. So I did not get my candles. I'm going to go to the store as soon as I'm done recording. Um And my colors are going to be pink and red because we're getting ready for our love and uh, sex episode next week, right in time for Valentine's Day. It's going to be a good one. I'm I'm really looking forward to recording that one, uh, even though it's, uh, I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. Anyway, so this week, I, (laughs) let me tell you where my inspiration for this week's topic came from. I took a BuzzFeed quiz <laughs> about which, um, I think it was like, which famous witch are you, which like musical witch or whatever. And uh, I took the quiz, you know, BuzzFeed, whatever. And I got Stevie Nicks, which of course, right? Steve, I, she was the first, I mean, okay, listen, I think Stevie Nicks like claims she's not a witch, but you can't just be all up in American history. I mean, American history, American horror story, coven, and then apocalypse witching around and then be like, Oh no, it's just a myth. It's just a story. You don't write a song like Rhiannon and perform it the way she was performing it in like 1977. And you're just not a witch. Okay. Like Stevie, let's, let's get real here. But anyway, um, so when I took the quiz, it was, I didn't see all the people, but like, I'm assuming it could have been like Florence Welch from, um, Welch, Florence Welch. I call her Flo Flo. (laughs) 
because I think I know her personally because uh, she is truly like a walking goddess amongst us and I love her so much. So I have like a nickname for her anyway. Um, and like Lana Del Rey, you know, people that kind of have cultivated this mystical, spiritual, kind of kooky image in the music industry. Um, so from that quiz, thinking about Flo Flo and the machine, as I call it, I was just listening to her music. I go through these phases where it's all I'll listen to. Um, honestly, I'm not even that up on modern music, modern music. I sound a hundred years old. Um, I really just listen to like a lot of Florence and machine, a lot of Fleetwood Mac. I go between those. But anyway, so, uh, she has this line in one of her songs where she talks about secret ceremonials. In fact, her album, uh, is one of her albums is called their album. Sorry. is called uh, ceremonial ceremonials. And that got me thinking about ceremonies and rituals. So I thought this week would be really good to talk about rituals and to put a couple into practice. So yeah, here we go. Trying to think if there's anything else I need to share with you guys, except uh, I took a BuzzFeed quiz. I didn't do my homework. Um, oh, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of our homework, you know, meditation is something we're going to do every week, right? Um, one of my lovely friends from a Facebook group that uh, I pretty much talk to all day and night, the Facebook group, uh, David, he shared one of those, okay, I don't know what it's actually called, but it's like the jar where you put in liquid and glitter and it just swirls around. So um, yeah, I would recommend looking that up. Let me, I'm going to pause and find the real name. Okay, so they're called glitter jars or wellness jars or meditation jars, mindfulness jars, calm down jars, galaxy jars, whatever strikes your fancy. Um, and basically I think it's just water and glitter and like a mason and you swirl it around. I'm giving you, I'm, oh, and glue. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you can add in food color and whatever, whatever floats your boat. But, um, he posted a picture of it and it, it really is this like calming little swirling mass of sparkle. What else could you need in life? And um, so he shared it with the group and I really like that. So I wanted to share his recommendation with you, uh, something to kind of focus on and center you when you're doing your meditation. Um, you know, and pick a calming color. The one that he shared is blue, I like a blue, a green, a purple, something that just makes you feel warm and safe and protected, um, and calm and a, a relief. Um, you know, I love yellow, so I would probably do yellow, uh, or an orange and get like a really good abundance vibe going. If that's the meditation I was doing that week. Um, if I was more focused on reducing anxiety and stress, I would definitely do the blue, purple, like a dark green. If I was focusing on, um, you know, like a self-love or my relationship kind of meditation, I would do a, a soft pink. Uh, I know I, last week I was like, red's my power color, which it is. And it is a color that carries a lot of intensity, a lot of fire, obviously, uh, so I don't know if it's necessarily one you would want to do for a meditation, unless your meditation is like, I'm going to kick everyone's ass this week and I'm going to just take over and be a complete boss and yeah, go for the red glitter jar. But it's so pretty. It's just a swirling little sparkly, colorful thing. So I wanted to share with you guys. Thank you, David, for sharing that with the group and tagging me. Um, it's not my group, by the way, it's not like a bad witch group. It's just where we talk about, um, mostly celebrity gossip and like reality TV shows. Which you should know I love by now because I uh, always reference Real Housewives. Anyway, so back to today's topic. Um, rituals. So I kind of want to take some of the connotation out of that word. You know, especially when you talk about it in terms of witchcraft. 
um, I think people get this visual of like sacrificing animals and, you know, going to, going to a graveyard at midnight and, and doing some kind of like blood related sacrifice, something like that. And listen, every practice, every religion, every, every facet of witchcraft, like it does have its own, its own sector that participates in that kind of thing. But a ritual is some, not a ritual, but all rituals are things we do every day. You know, you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. That's a ritual. You, whew. I'm just realizing that ritual is not the easiest word for me to say. <laughs> Great. Good thing it's our topic this week. Um, but yeah, you know, you have your morning coffee with your newspaper. That's a ritual. You uh, get in the car and turn on the same podcast. That's your, you know, we have rituals that we do every single day. It's just not necessarily termed as a ritual. It's just, you know, habit. Uh, I can't think of another word, but you know, you know what I mean? It's just something that we do every day. It's something that we practice. It's something that has a set time. It has a set motion. It has a set rhythm to it. So I want all of us to get comfortable with the idea of doing rituals. It doesn't have to do be this thing where, you know, you get out all your witch garb, garb, not garb. That's not a word. Um, and you know, you're dancing in the moonlight, sacrificing animals and lighting candles and conjuring spirits. <laughs> it's, it's not that deep. Um, so I wanted to share a little bit from my cultural background. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was raised Catholic. I'm from Louisiana, raised Catholic from a Creole, huge, huge Creole family. Uh, so culturally I am tied to voodoo. Um, I do not practice voodoo as a religion. I, there are some things that I borrow from it. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm not like a voodoo priestess. I'm not Marie Laveau out here. You know, it's just something that I am culturally tied to through my family, culturally tied to through being from Louisiana. And it's something that I, I have found myself dabbling in certain practices from it as respectfully as possible, but I, I guess I would categorize myself a Catholic, fallen Catholic. Don't, I haven't gone to church in a while. <laughs> Don't tell my mom, but I haven't gone to church in a while. Um, but you know, I, do, I still do work with angels and archangels. So I, I, it, I, you know, it's a borrowing. That's the thing about practicing your witchcraft and all of this stuff. You do tend to borrow from a lot of different religions, a lot of different places, a lot of different influences. And the thing about it, and this is going to be a bit of a PSA is just to be respectful. Like, please be as respectful as possible and don't dabble with things that you don't know about. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between if I take a little ritual from voodoo and, uh, I, I work with it in a way that is pretty mild and, you know, trying to go in and like invoke spirits that are, are specific to that religion. And I just don't know what the hell I'm doing and what the consequences should be. So, you know, religions like, uh, Santeria and voodoo. And, um, uh, I always pronounce this wrong cause I have the O and the U switched, switched for some reason in my head, but Yoruba, um, these are all actual religions. These all have cultural cultural ties to a group of people. These, you know, you don't 
you shouldn't go in and mess with someone's culture and like you damn sure shouldn't go in and mess with someone's religion. So if you are going to look into these things, if you are going to be interested in them, that's fine to have a healthy interest, but make sure it's a healthy interest. Make sure that you're always approaching something with respect and, you know, make sure that you're not dabbling in something that you have no business messing with. That's my little spiel on that. Um, I know sometimes people, I don't know, you see so much in like the media and you see so much in movies. Like I, let's talk about American Horror Story real quick, right? So Marie Laveau is a character and she was a real woman and she does have a real history and she does have this grave when you go to New Orleans and you pick up a brick, foreshadowing, we're coming back to that later, and you will cross an X on the grave and you can, you know, ask her for a favor, make a wish, whatever it is you want to call it that's, it's fine to be aware of that. It's fine to want to look into that, be interested in it, do your research, but that doesn't mean you fashion yourself as a voodoo priestess and dress yourself up like you saw on the TV show. And then, uh, you know, it, it, you're claiming it as your own. There's a whole, like I, I grew up in Louisiana. I am Creole. I have cultural, literal cultural, like DNA ties to voodoo, but I don't consider myself a voodoo practitioner because I am still too ignorant of like how deep the religion goes of all the deities associated with it, with all this, the, um, Oh, I was going to say sacrifices. No, all of the, um, all of the ceremony that is involved, the cultural tradition. I, I just am ignorant of it because I did grow up in the States. I grew up a Catholic and I, I don't even know what is going on in Catholicism, let alone this thing that I do have this tie to, but it, it, it is not my own. So all that to say, you know, just be respectful when you are, uh, you know, dabbling and finding out about, again, religions and, you know, culture. Just don't, don't culture vulture anyone. Don't appropriate anything. Just like as a rule, please. Coachella is on the horizon. If I see you in a headdress and, or a war bonnet, excuse me, and you are not uh, Native American, I will hex you. No, I'm I won't hex you. I won't hex you. I will never hex that. We're going to have a whole conversation one day about, uh, hexes and, and, uh, dark magic, black magic and like bad spells, but I promise I won't hex you, but I will probably come up to you and be like, Hey, what's going on here? Do don't do that. Don't just don't, just don't do that. If you're going to do anything with someone else's religion or culture, just be as respectful as possible and you can embrace it. Absolutely. But don't, don't act like you have ownership of it. That's the whole point of this. Anyway, so rituals. Yeah, so we have things we do every day. Um, and it's the same for your, not your regular life, but your wish life. You know, you're going to get up in the morning and maybe just say a small prayer, prayer, prayer. <laughs> see, see. That's what I get about for talking about religions. Now it's in my brain. Uh, or you could say a small prayer. There's nothing wrong with it. I think I have mentioned this before, but prayer and spells aren't that far apart. Spoiler. Um, I mean, really, even the cadence is pretty similar in how they're written, you know, with the, the rhyming schemes and the the rhythm and the da-da-da-da. Anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, I was never good at diagramming poetry or anything in school, so I definitely shouldn't try to do it now. Um, but yeah, you know, you get up in the morning, you say a little spell over your day. You say your intention out loud. That is a ritual. You, that word is going to knock me out by the time we're done with this. Um, you know, you 
get up and you go to your altar and you light a candle for the day. That's a ritual. You get up and, um, you know, you drink a glass of lemon water ritual. Like we do these things all day, every day anyway. So let's take some of like the, the fear and the serious seriousness out of it. You know, it, it, like we always talk about, there's no perfect way to do anything. You don't have to sit out and be like, I'm going to perform my rituals today. No, you're already doing them. So you don't have to, ha I mean, yes, always move through them with intention, but it doesn't have to be like, all right, it's 12 noon time to do my ritual. <laughs> you know? Rituals are really meant to be the things that do get us through the day and do get us through our practice. So, you know, I like to always say like, you should take yourself and what you're doing you should be serious about it, but you shouldn't take it seriously. You don't have to be so, you know, heavy about everything. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to do this ritual and it's going to like drain the life out of me. And I have to make sure the moon's in the right position. And I have to make sure I have the right, you know, candles that were poured under the last full moon and have X, Y, Z crystal in it. Oh my God, crystal of the week. I did not forget. I did forget, but I just remembered we're going to get to that in one second. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's so funny at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this right now. And then I started talking and then I had to tell you about religion and cultural appropriation and ritual. So here we are now in BuzzFeed, <laughs> an American Horror Story for good measure. But we are going to get to that in one second. I promise it won't be at the end of this week. <clears throat> but yeah, it doesn't have to be, your ritual doesn't have to be like, I'm going to set this time to do this ritual. Just just do what feels natural, how it fits into your day. And it's not something, rituals aren't something that we also have to do every day. You know, it can be something you take time to do once a week, once a month, when you remember, which is how I uh, honestly move through my life. As you can hear from this podcast, I just do things as I remember to do them, which is why I did not remember to get my handles. Um, <clears throat> but I did remember that we have to do our crystal of the week, which we are going to do right now. Okay, so our crystal this week is one that is very, very near and dear to my heart. It's actually the one I did remember at the end of last week's episode. I know you thought I was going to forget. Gotcha! I remembered. <laughs> so it is Tiger's Eye. I don't know if all of you were um, like witch kids, like witchy kids, crystal kids. I was. I've been deep into this since I was like seven years old. And I, my theory, please tell me if I'm wrong, but my theory is if you were like a witchy kid, if you're really into like rocks and crystals and gemstones and minerals and all that stuff when you were little, um, you had tiger's eye in your collection. Like you had tiger's eye. That's the one thing I know for sure. You had it, right? Every little kid is attracted to tiger's eye, I feel like, especially if you are, um, what did they call it? Okay, let me not even say that because that's not this. Um, if you are kind of a magical connected kid, tiger's eye just speaks to you. It's, it's, I think it has to do with number one, tiger. It looks like a tiger, right? So it's cool. Like all little kids like animals. The colors are so warm and so rich. It's like this beautiful golden amber brown. Ooh, it's just so delicious. I just, just even thinking about it, it makes me feel so warm and like protected. <clears throat> but yeah, I find that if you are that kind of kid, you always have tiger's eye and you always had amethyst growing up. I, it, I don't know. Maybe there is some connection I should look into about why those stones draw children especially, uh, as a child-free person. I know nothing about kids. I don't, I don't even, I can't even like look at them and tell how old they are. <laughs> so 
But now that I'm saying it out loud, I, I do wonder if there's some kind of connection because I really do feel like we were a bunch of tiger eye kids running around, right? That was my favorite stone. And to this day, I I always hold on to one piece of it. Um, you know, I've, I've obviously grown up and I've learned more about my gift and my my connections and what stones really work for me and, you know, what is the best aid for me in my practice and what's calling to me when I go to the store at that time. But I just always have a piece of tiger's eye. I feel like it's really a universal stone. It's It just emanates so much love and warmth and protection. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing to have in your house. And we're, we're going to come back around to the ritual thing because the things I am going to talk about a lot is like protecting your home and, um, and just protection in general this week. But tiger's eye, man, it's just so pretty. And it's a great protection stone. And it's it's just this ancient, earthy warm. Oh, it just, I can't even describe it in all the right words because I love it so much. Just even thinking about having, I want to pull mine out right now and like stare at it and just be like, thank you for being the best. (laughs) Thank you for being in my life since I was a kid. Um, I actually, I used to have a a little box collection of uh, all my little gemstones or whatever. And they each had like a little square and then they had a little corresponding sticker and it like told you what they meant. And I don't have it anymore. Who knows where it went, like, over the course of 20 years, 30 years. Um, but, oh, man, what I wouldn't give to have my original stones back and, like, have those energy from when I was, like, a little baby witch and didn't even know what the heck I was doing. But, yeah, tiger's eye. It's super powerful. Um, you know, and I, it's not just because of the, the color and the, the like, um, the not gradient. What's what I'm looking for? striking. I don't know. It's a very striking stone. (laughs) And, um, you know, the colors and, and the, gosh, what is that word? It's the same when you have malachite and has like the striation, I think the word is striation. Help. I'm sorry if it's not. Um, it is, it, it's, it's a seeing stone, you know, it helps you to see the truth. It helps you to observe. It's just a little bit of everything good, a protector, um, clarity. It gives you confidence. It gives you kind of like the power that it helps you harness the power that you need at the time that you need it. So yeah, if you were a tiger's eye kid, shout out. I'm so glad you found this podcast. I'm so glad you're still doing it all these years later. Um, but yeah, tiger's eye, that is our stone for the week. I didn't forget. Here it is right in the middle (laughs) and uh, back to our rituals. So going back to talking about, um, the voodoo connection that I have kind of culturally and kind of, uh, kind of lineage, that's not a word (laughs) through my lineage. Um, you know, I do have this connection to, to new Orleans voodoo. I think I should also say that it's not, I don't know. See again, like, I don't want to be ignorant about things and say things that aren't, I'm not a hundred percent sure of, which is why, again, I'm like, be very careful when you're dabbling in these things because there's a whole wealth of knowledge that you just don't know unless you've given it like the true time and dedication to learn it. Um, I do think there are from what I have read, which has been a, a long time ago. Um, there are di- differences between let's say like a Haitian voodoo or like another Caribbean voodoo. And then like the voodoo that we have in new Orleans, I think that it's more of an amalgamation and perhaps does, um, borrow from the other religions that were here like, like a more Christian based religion, like Catholicism. I could totally be wrong. I feel like I may have read that somewhere at some point. So I'll just say allegedly, <laughs> if you if you happen to know better, please let me know. But one thing that um, definitely I did 
I have gleaned from like my family, not necessarily my direct family, uh, because they are, like I said, pretty hardcore Catholic, like priests at the dinner table, best friends or nuns, kind of Catholic. <laughs> it's deep. Um, but one thing that I, I kind of picked up from being around like other family members when I would kind of go to New Orleans more was the use of brick dust. Uh, brick dust is incredibly powerful and it's something that you, you, you actually will like go out and harness yourself. You, uh, will pick it up from old buildings, like the older, the better. It's so strange. And I was, cause I was like kind of looking it up to date and make sure I was saying everything right. Cause you know, a lot of this is word of mouth, the way you're taught things. Um, I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> even though I just said a whole spiel about the voodoo religion that I'm not hundred percent sure about and like the cultural differences in different countries and cities and States, whatever. Um, I mean, not whatever, but whatever I'm saying, I hope it's correct and respectful. Um, uh, so I was looking it up and I remember that when I was a kid, we had a pile of a pile, we had a pile of bricks in my backyard for years, like like years, like I remember my, some of my first memories of being in my backyard, <clears throat> we had this pile of bricks and I mean, I think it was there until I was in middle school. So had I known everything I know now, I would have saved it. I would have gone in, and chiseled at it and collected the dust and saved it for when you need it. Uh, you just don't know. I just didn't know. I was too busy, like staring at my tiger's eye and probably like putting it in my mouth because it was cool and round and... <laughs> felt good like I like sensory issues anyway um so, but yeah brick dust it's uh used a lot in in voodoo and <clears throat> in uh you know New Orleans again kind of kind of spiritual culture and it is really a wonderful protector for the home um the way I have used it the way that I I know it to be used again could not be totally universal but um, you lay it in a straight line across any kind of entryway, any kind of doorway, windowsill to keep out negativity, to keep out bad spirits, to keep out people you want to keep out. And I am definitely one <laughs> to want to keep people out. Um, you just never know what people's intentions are. Even people that you thought you knew and trusted and Whew, you just never know, you know, people always kind of, reveal, well, not, not all people, obviously, but people will definitely reveal themselves to be not what you thought. Um, so the brick dust kind of just works as uh, a barrier. It creates a layer of protection and I uh, highly recommend it. It's also something that you can use to create a circle around yourself when you are doing spell work. And you just want to feel uh, a little more protected. It will keep the bad energies away. It will keep the bad spirits away. You know, tell them to get the hell out of here. You don't have time for that. You're, we're light workers. We're all here casting from light and love. And I mean, not to y'all like love and light. about it. <laughs> but you know, we work in light and we work in love and we work in positivity and good energies. So it, it is a good idea if you can get your hands on some brick dust. Straight line across your doorway, straight line um, at windows. And it can even be internal doorways in your home. You know, if you just feel like a little bad energy in a closet or a bathroom or just somewhere, you know, set that line down. And it is a, a wonderful protector. It is from the earth. Like it, it, <laughs> it, it's something that really grounds you and keeps you connected. I just, I love brick dust. I know that sounds like such a strange thing to say, but just even that like ruddy, that deep, red, brown color. Oh, it's just luscious, isn't it? I just love the way brick looks. 
<laughs> which is so funny because in my, you know, my real job, uh, this isn't a job. This is just like the love of my life is doing this podcast. It's so much fun. And you, you all have been so amazing in the past two episodes. Anyway, um, and my, my blog job, it's really funny. I went years where I was like, I'm not taking pictures in front of brick walls. I think they look so tacky and horrible. I hate when bloggers do that. And once I kind of opened my spiritual mind back up, I was like, oh my God, brick's the best thing on earth. Give it to me. I love it so much. <laughs> you know, it's really strange. I always, I always have felt uh, a real sense of protection in my home because it is made of red brick. Like when I do go out into the world and uh, maybe buy a house or build a house, except the economy is terrible and I'm a millennial, so I won't be able to... <laughs> the cost of living versus wages versus real estate is impossible. But anyway, um, I would definitely do red brick or at least like a red brick exposed wall. Something it just feels very safe and, and protective. And, uh, I, it's all about, you know, keeping your, your sanctuary safe for sure. That was a lot of S words back to back, but yeah, line of brick dust. You can, you can order brick dust online. I personally don't have any, um, recommendations for where to buy it because I didn't even know it was a thing you could do until today when I was looking it up. But, uh, you can also gather it just as always be respectful, uh, be cool. Don't be all uncool. <laughs> if you're going to, uh, take it for yourself, make sure you're taking it from a place where you're not stealing from others. Uh, and make sure that you are thanking the owner or thanking the earth or thanking even the bricks themselves for coming with you, for protecting you, for being used in your ritual. Right. Um, so yeah, brick dust. Love it. It is something that is based in the voodoo religion. It is something that is based in New Orleans voodoo. Um, I can't speak for all of it, of course, like I said, but that's a little thing for me to you that I do feel a little bit of a closer connection to because it's something I grew up with <clears throat> and it's something that comes from my culture and it's something that I feel safe saying, Hey, this is something that if you are interested in dabbling in, if you are interested in a protection spell or I'm sorry, a protection ritual, here's the one I'm going to recommend. It's, you can't go wrong, right? And it's always good to keep bad spirits and energy out in human form, in uh, whatever form <laughs> they're choosing to show up in. Uh-uh. We're not doing that here. You know, I, I think sometimes with practicing, um, you know, witchcraft and your spirituality or whatever, I think we're so focused, especially when it's something you're first getting started with, you're so focused on like evil spirits and bad energy and ghost and you know yeah yeah whatever um that you you put so much of your energy of thinking about how to keep those things away that you're not thinking about how to keep tangible human people that carry that energy away but the wonderful thing about brick dust is it's all getting the hell out of your hair <laughs> so highly recommend working with it if you have any questions about it email me the podcast at gmail.com i promise i'm going to start putting it in uh the show notes one day okay so <laughs> Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was salt. I, I'm just on this real like earth mama kick right now. I, oh wait, earth mama is not like a thing with kids, is it? It's, earth mama is like someone that loves the earth. Okay. Anyway, I'm child free. I already told you that. Um, I'm on this real earthy kick right now where I'm just all about like salt and brick and dirt and, and well, not trees and leaves cause I have terrible allergies and they are coming for me. Um, I can literally see pollen in the air right now and I'm like, honey, I don't deserve this, <laughs> but everything else, you know, like the ocean, like everything that 
Okay. You know what? This is a good, let's, let's, let's jump over here real quick. I'm sure that if you have, uh, any passing interest in witchcraft or you are a witch or you've been doing this for 20 years, whatever, you know, we deal with four elements, right? We have earth, air, fire, and water. And if you're like me and you've watched the craft 86 times, 87, <laughs> you know, that, you know, they have these, this ritual again, where they invoke men, not I listen, I've seen this movie 100 million times, but I can't pronounce Manal, Manal, but you know what I'm talking about, right? When they do the thing and then Nancy, he's inside me and she goes crazy. I'm whatever. I'm not going to act out the whole movie for you. (laughs) Although I was thinking of doing an episode where I just like watch the craft and talk about it and talk about the things that are like real and not and like go through it because, oh, what a classic, right? Anyway, um, so yes, they do this, they sit there and they do the earth, air, fire, water, 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 you know, they all four girls take a corner, the four corners, um, or the four elements. I have kind of re-envisioned that for myself. So instead of saying earth, air, fire, and water, I like to say salt, smoke, flame, and ash. Um, I don't, I don't really know where it came from. Those words just kind of really resonate with me. I feel like when I say them, I can I can just feel them on my tongue, if if that makes sense. Um, this is a little side note, but whenever I'm working with magic or I'm like talking about it, I really feel an energy. I don't know if energy is even the right word. I feel like a sensation on my tongue. It I I really can't explain it better than that. But um, if I'm talking with my angels, especially Gabriel, the one that I'm like the closest connected with. I will feel his presence on my tongue. (laughs) Is that the strangest thing I've said on this podcast so far? Welcome. But something about those words, the way they feel in my mouth, the way that, I don't know, they just give me kind of the same feeling of when I'm working with magic. So I like to say again, salt, smoke, flame, and ash. They all represent the same thing. So salt, oh, let me make sure I say this right. I always get them confused. Salt is water. Smoke is air, flame, fire, and then ash is earth. Okay. So I like to work with saying those four elements. And so, well, I mean, all witchcraft, we work with those four elements, right? Except they're usually said the other, little, 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 they're usually said the other way. Hi, have I mentioned that I speak entirely too quickly all the time? <clears throat> but I say all that to say um, salt. Salt is an incredible incredibly powerful mineral also mineral right gosh I hope so I'm gonna sound really uh silly saying that um it's incredibly powerful it's it's a part of everything you know it is in the water it is in our bodies it is in the earth it just is this thing that's connected you know through every every part of us every part of the world life like you know you're always you're always dealing with like salt in some form. So it's incredibly powerful and it's incredibly cleansing. So I have two salt rituals for you. Um, the first one is going to be for cleansing. Nope. Both of them are going to be for cleansing. <laughs> but one is going to be for cleansing your space and one is going to be cleansing um, yourself. So I think in the first episode, we talked about smudging. We talked about uh, Palo Santo sorry for butchering the pronunciation. I don't want to sound fake. And we talked about sage. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, and that kind of goes to 
and the way I say it, smoke. Smoke cleanses, smoke, air, you know. So when I say smoke, that's what I mean. I'm talking about like the air element, um, you know, wafts up, whatever. Salt, uh, so it, it's a cleanser. <laughs> I make it sound like it's <laughs> like Mr. Clean. No, I mean, but it does, it cleanses. So the ritual I'm going to give you, I, it's not something that um, I've come up with. None of this are things I've come up with. These are things that are much older than me and you and time itself. Um, but where I did learn it was from my Latinx friends. So, um, I'm not, I, I don't want to necessarily ascribe it to a certain religion or practice, but I'm just saying where I got it from in this instance. So you take sea salt, you put it in a bowl or on a plate and you put it underneath your bed in the center and it's going to just kind of suck up bad energies. Like I think of it as, you know, when you spill something on the ground and then you put baking soda over it and it just sucks it all up. That's how I think of it. So, um, under the bed, sea salt, and it's just those crystals. It's just going to suck up all the negative energy, the bad energy, the bad moods, the bad feelings that are around you. And also, um, you can put the same plates or bowls in the corners of your room and create a pile of salt. And it does the same thing. It's so funny. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm thinking of it as like a deodorizer where it gets rid of like the nasty spirits. <laughs> but it really does. It just, it sucks up everything that is, you know, bad, dirty, not supposed to be there. Just, you know, we don't want that here. Gross, frank, whatever word you want to use. So that is a ritual for your space is to collect the salt in the corners. And we've talked about this before, bad spirits, bad energies, they collect in corners. That's why I say when you smudge, when you get that sage out, you get that Palo Santo out, hit those corners. They're lurking. They're lurking up there. You got to, you got to ghost bust them or fear bust them or energy bust them or whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, so same things, salts in the corners and salts under the bed, uh, sea salt is your best bet. It is from the earth. It is mined. It has been here forever. It, you know, it's powerful. It's pure. Uh, iodized salt. I'm probably not going to give you the same reaction, <laughs> honestly, but Hey, in a pinch, pinch of salt in a pinch, I have used just iodized salt because you know, sometimes you gotta get your cleansing done and you're like me and you never keep anything in stock that you're supposed to have. So you just don't have it. And it's midnight. So everything's closed. So that is for cleansing your space. That is a ritual that's going to do that for you. And then to cleanse yourself, whenever I do readings for people, but it certainly doesn't just have to be after a reading, it could be any time, I tell them to take a sea salt bath. Uh, this is something that I got from my friend Dawn, who's like the loveliest, most wonderful person. And she's been like a mentor to me. And um, when I did a reading with her, she gave me the suggestion. I have taken it into my own practice now. Uh, so just, you know, get into the water, submerge yourself, um, fill it up with sea salt and just let those energies come off of you. Cause when you do a reading or you've been doing a lot of spiritual work, you, you just get like a aura of energy around you. It's not necessarily bad. It's just a lot. And some of it is bad. Sometimes you bring bad stuff to the surface. And so, you know, good, bad, whatever it's, it's good to just cleanse yourself, give yourself a clean slate and be able to take a deep breath and not have all of these energies attached to you, no matter what they are, because it's draining. Energies are draining, good or bad. You know, it's going to exhaust you a little bit. Um, so yes, salt bath. I like to recommend making it very hot. <laughs> I like to be in the bath so long and have it so hot that when I stand up, I like black out a little bit. <laughs> you 
know, just to make sure it's had the right kick to it. Um, and to bring our stone back in, I like to line my bathtub with tiger's eye stones. By the way, I, uh, I don't know where you are shopping for your stones or, uh, you know, where you like to stumble upon them, but I would like to caution that if a stone is the size of like the palm of the center of the palm of your hand, don't pay so much money for it. You know, like you can always find ethical shops and it's always worth it to me to go perhaps to even a native shop and find stones that you know how they've been harvested from the earth and also that you're not just being upsold because, you know, being a witch is trendy right now. That's just a little side note. Um, you know, I think I pay two to three dollars for each crystal I pick up that, you know, could just spend the palm of your hand. Nothing too big, but still beautiful. I still know where they come from, you know, ethically sourced. It's just, you shouldn't be having to spend an arm and a leg to be a witch. <laughs> That's basically my point. So if you find that you are, maybe just look around a little bit. Uh, you know, it's just don't let people take advantage of our gifts and our connections and our craft because people will try to make a buck off anything. That's another PSA for today. Um, yeah, so I line my bathtub with, uh, tiger's eye and I just kind of let that protective energy surround me. I let all of my anxieties and my stresses and the toxic emotions that have kind of come to the surface in the energies. And I let those flow out and I let the power of the tiger's eye flow in. I, I don't really know when I started doing it. Um, we well, you know I used to always take baths and I would drink uh, like wine and champagne in the tub. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a little uh, much. Maybe let's change up the bath routine a little bit. And somewhere along there, I started just bringing crystals in because it was something I think I was like having the wine at the end of the night in the bath. So I just feel like, oh, I'm relaxing. This is soothing. And I find that being surrounded by crystals gives me the same energy. I'm not one for candles in the bath because. I just know I'm going to knock it in somehow and extinguish the flame and all my spell work's going to go down the drain with the water. But I am one for crystals in the bath. So, uh, you know, sometimes I lime it, lime it. Nope. Sometimes I line it with amethyst. Sometimes I do an amethyst, a moonstone. Um, uh, uh, every time I go to say this stone, I forget the name. An arrowhead. Why is that so hard for me to remember? Um, you know, a piece of malachite, whatever, whatever energy I got in the mix that day, whatever I'm feeling, I will line my bathtub. The salt always helps. You're just, you're just cleaning out that toxic and like letting the new energy come in. And the thing is with your stones, I think we talked about this before is that they do pull in energy as well. And that's why you have to cleanse them unless it is selenite, our fave girl, who's always on the go, who's always ready, who's, who stays ready. Um, you know, cleanse them in cold water, cleanse them with salt water. It's just, Whatever, whatever you got to get rid of, salt is going to be your best friend and your cheapest. You can just go get some sea salt. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg and you're going to shift your energy and your spell work and your meditation and manifestation and all those delicious things are going to be so much better. If you do not have a bathtub and you would like to do the sea salt bathing ritual, that word, ritual, ritual, <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, you can also be in the shower, put the, um, sea salt crystals into a bowl and then just let the hot water come, mix it with your hand, dissolve it and pour it over your body. Just make sure you're going over your back, you know, and letting the, the energies be washed down and away. 
not to have a bathtub. I know some people are like very anti taking baths. They think it's gross. Like you're just sitting in dirty water, but you're wrong. <laughs> baths are amazing and they're spiritual and they have been a meeting place for witches and, and everyone for a millennia. So baths are great. Get on, get on the good train with it. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, we've covered the brick dust. I give you a ritual for that. You're going to line your doors. You're going to just straight line or a circle around yourself, whatever makes you feel safe, whatever makes you feel comfortable. It's all about your own comfort. And you know, when we are dabbling into these rituals that are definitely from um, religions and cultures that aren't necessarily ours, it's just all about being respectful and doing it in a way that you're not, just don't be pushy. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know, be respectful, be respectful, be respectable too. Let's just be both. And, um, you know, do what makes you comfortable and do what is like comfortable within the limits of what you're doing. Don't invoke anything. Just listen, listen, we don't, you don't need to invoke any spirits. We, we haven't gone that far. And even when we do get that far, I still don't know if that's something we need to be doing. So let's everybody just chill out. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention. Okay, let's do let's do two more things. I'll, so I'll give you four, uh, five rituals total. So we have the brick dust, we have the salt room cleansing, we have the salt body cleansing. Um, let's talk about. This is gonna sound kind of hokey, but I think it's really important. Uh, hey Danielle, you're further inspiring me. Danielle is uh, also has a podcast. She has a bunch of podcasts, but she has um, one called You Talk About YouTube, and it's kind of what made me really want to take the jump to podcasting. Because it's just so doggone entertaining. And uh, she's awesome. She's given me so much support. But uh, I'm, always, I'm always like, oh my god, you inspired me to like start my YouTube. You inspired me to start my podcast. And now she has inspired me to start drinking water. <laughs> At almost 32 years old, I'm really, really bad about drinking water. But it is, again, like, you know, we need to... We exist in the four elements. We need to take those four elements and like surround ourselves with them. And so you have to introduce water to your body and not even just like in a physical health sense, but in a spiritual health sense, you know, it just unmucks everything. So, uh, I've been trying to drink more water, <laughs> but one thing I do find that actually does motivate me to do it is to add crystals to my water. It's just a, a very, very simple ritual. Like it really is. I mean, you drink water every day. That is a ritual you participate in for your health and your happiness. It does make me happy to drink water. I think it, tastes like nothing and I do not enjoy it, but I, I do it. Um, but yeah, so it's not as involved as like having to lay out brick dust and having to put, you know, plates or bowls of salt everywhere. But I do like to put crystals in my water. I like their energy to come into the water and, you know, and then me. So it's transitive. I, I am then taking in whatever that stone represents. So let's say for tiger eye, I'm taking in that power. I'm taking in that protection. I'm taking in that warm. It's, um, I'm just taking in a, a real sense of magic with that stone. Um, I know I have seen people sell the bottles where you can put the crystals in um, the water bottle, or it's like it comes with a pre-made crystal. You don't have to do that. You can literally just use your own crystals. You can, you know, pour, run the water over them into your glass, whatever you're drinking out of, whatever. Um, just make sure they're clean. <laughs> just make sure you didn't bring them directly home from the store. And, and I do mean clean, clean. I don't mean you've like smudged them. I mean, you have washed them <laughs> because people's hands have physical, uh, negative energy. I mean, they have spiritual negative energy, but they also have physical germs. So, you know, 
I am a germaphobe, so I like to keep everything clean. But yeah, you just run your water on them or like you can't get the kind of water bottle that keeps them down to the bottom. But it is a, just another ritual where you are taking in the energy to yourself. You're taking the water to yourself. The water just makes everything flow. Um, you know, I find when I don't have enough water, which is 90% of my life, I, I am, I feel kind of spiritually like clogged because my organs aren't functioning up to their right level. My, my, my circulation isn't good enough. My, I'm just kind of stagnant. So there's another ritual for you. Very simple. Drink water. <laughs> I like to infuse mine with crystals. You don't have to, if you want to do, you know, like the herb root. Um, I, I'm not very well versed in herbs and, uh, plant based magic and what it does for you, but it's a simple Google. I do have a friend that I'm hoping that I can get on, uh, who can help with that. She's much, much more well-versed than I am. In the meantime, I will try to get real versed, but if it's a sprig of mint, if it's rosemary, if it's lavender, I do know that lavender is, uh, no, let me not say that because I don't know that for sure. <laughs> I know for me, lavender has a lot of healing properties. So I do try to have it in my actual diet a lot, not just using essential oils and flowers, but I try to actually ingest it when it's safe. So I just, God, lavender tastes so good to me. It's just that, is this weird? That like vaguely soapy taste is like everything. I need in life and more that anyway, let's, let's not get weird. Let's not get any more weird than we already are. Um, but yeah, whatever you would like to add to kind of cleanse the water, give it the vibration and the vibe you want. That's another, another wonderful ritual that has all kinds of benefits, not just spiritual ones. And you know, we, we practice our, our craft the best when we are at our physical best, which if I could just make myself drink some water, I could probably manifest a million dollars or something. <laughs> and then I could, you know, help people with all that money instead of being a billionaire and holding on to it. And Flint doesn't still have clean water, but, you know, that's a topic for another day. Um, yeah, so that is going to be our fourth ritual. And then I'm a little tempted to – no, no, no. I have one uh, – that involves honey, <laughs> a honey jar, but we will do that next week with the love episode because it, it really ties in to that theme perfectly. I have a couple of, okay, let's talk about love next week. Let's not even, let's not even go down that road. Um, and then the last one is going to be a four wash. I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> this is not me trying to get you to do chores and drink water. Your mom didn't tell me to do this, <laughs> but, uh, there are ritual rituals you can do with cleaning the house that you, you'd be surprised with how they really can cleanse out areas and what they can attract to you. So the one I'm going to share with you is for um, good luck and prosperity because we could all use that, right? <laughs> Especially if I'm going to buy that brick house one day that I definitely can't afford because the economy is crazy. So, um, Something that you can, again, everything you can buy online, just make sure you do your research, make sure it's reputable, make sure that there's good reviews. You know how to shop online. We've all been doing it for 20 years at this point, but it's also something you can make at home. And I'm also, I'm always a big proponent of things that you can just do in the home. Things that have your personal touch, have your personal energy, have your essence in it, all those wonderful things. So it could not be easier, even if you don't know how to cook or make tea or anything. You just get a pot. Um, Non-metal is best. If you happen to have a cauldron, amazing. Even better than me because I certainly don't have one. I um, would like to learn how to actually make one in a pot. Anyway, that's 
you don't need to know that. <laughs> so you boil your water and then you add in herbs. Um, for prosperity, for good luck, um, basil is a really, really popular one. Um, I also would recommend maybe putting in maybe a little lavender too. I know I just went through this whole spiel about how I'm obsessed with lavender, but just because it does bring a sense of, uh, calm and peace, I think, I think it's good to, to balance, you know, the floor wash and kind of the spell and the ritual of, of attracting prosperity and good luck with a little calm and peace because you don't want it to, to be a chaotic situation, you know? So I would suggest adding in a lavender, um, Maybe, uh, maybe some rosemary, just, just something that is kind of like a calm compliment to, to the basil and to the, the, the lively, like kind of action of like prosperity and good luck. And, you know, that can be something that can attract a little bit of chaos too. Not bad chaos, but just a lot of energy and chaos. So something that's a little more calming, something that's a little more healing and protecting. It's always good to have a protector just somewhere in the mix. Um, so yeah, and, and whatever, you know, floats your fancy, floats your fancy. What the heck? Is that a saying that I just, what? Uh, you know, whatever, whatever works for you. Uh, some people cannot stand the smell of lavender. Some people cannot, it's like cilantro. I can't eat cilantro because I'm one of those, what, 10% of people who it tastes horrible to. And it, cilantro is terrible. Sorry. Don't, don't at me cilantro coalition or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's always good to just have a protector because anytime we've talked about this a hundred times at this point, but anytime you're working with magic, you just want to keep the bad out. You want to only let the good in. You want to always be aware of what you're working with and what you're asking for, right? Never know who's listening. And so a protector is always a good barrier to keep, you know, whoever is out or whatever is out that shouldn't be in there. So again, a lavender, a rosemary, um, cedar, uh, I'm just going off of smells that I actually really personally love. Uh, cedar is one of my favorites. Um, maybe a juniper flow, you know, there's just so many herbs that you can work with. And I, I promise you, I, I know I just said this, but in earnest, I'm going to do my research and really get down into what means what, and what you should be working with for what spell and what ritual. Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm here to mentor you all and, and be your guru, like the lovely ones I've had. So what's, of having a podcast called Bad Witch if I can't give you any information. Uh, so yeah, you boil the water, add in your herbs, let it just simmer for 10 minutes, 15, whatever your heart desires, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just don't burn the house down. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you just strain it into whatever bottle or jar you want to use and you can add in essential oil. So you can really have like a nice great. I mean, is it like a heavy duty duty cleanser? No. Is it going to, you know, kill the flu virus. No. So yes, clean your house, obviously, but a floor wash is more about spell work and ritual, right? That's why we're here today. Um, so whatever essential oil you really like, um, lemongrass is one I'm always a big fan of. It just opens everything up. It opens it, uh, it welcomes in abundance and believe it or not, good old pine, which did you grow up with your mom using pine sole for everything? <laughs> did your house always smell vaguely like a pine needle? Um, pine actually uh, has healing and purification and protection and prosperity properties. So, Hey, maybe pine soul is onto something. I would still uh, probably make your own cause you know, all the chemicals probably aren't the best for doing ritual work and casting spells, but 
pine is another wonderful ad additive. So it, again, it's whatever works for you. You're a bad witch. You know what the hell you're doing. I don't have to give you in-depth step-by-step instructions for everything. Feel it out. What feels right for you? So with a floor wash, pour it in your bucket. I always, in my mind, it's always in a bucket because you're mopping, but I mean, it can be a large cauldron, whatever you want it to be. And you just start and you mop back to front and you're just sweeping out and you're bringing in, clean, cleaning out, welcoming in. And again, it's all about keeping your intentions the whole time, keeping your head on straight, focusing on what you're doing, letting the rhythm of the sweeping, uh, sweeping. Well, yeah, it is a sweeping motion of the mopping, you know, kind of be the rhythm for your spell and for what you're doing and for your ritual. <laughs> I'm never saying that word again after today because I have mangled it. Um, yeah, so back to front, hit the baseboards. You know how to clean, right? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever actually mopped in my life, but I have done floor washes. So it counts for something. <laughs> again, back to front, baseboards. Keep your spell, your prayer, your intention, your meditation in mind. And I do, I am someone that actually is kind of a fan of that monotonous action because it, it does give me a rhythm to keep a pace of what I'm doing. I'm not going to just kind of get lost in my own world. I'm going to, to be repeating to myself what my intention is, what that spell is, what I'm trying to accomplish, what my meditation is. Um, so yeah, I think that's five, right? We have the breakfast. Oh, and also again, to, you know, really bring this on home when you are making your floor wash. If you want to, you know, surround your cauldron or whatever you're choosing to use with a circle of brick dust, all the better because it's protecting you, you and the work you're doing in that circle, which is wonderful. So we have our brick dust to protect. We have our salt to cleanse. We have our salt bath to cleanse ourselves. We have our water to uh, help our kidneys <laughs> and not be uh, trash people that don't take care of our bodies, but also spiritually, right? And we have our floor wash. So that's five rituals, right? That's so many. So you have to do one or five. <laughs> no, you don't have to do all five. You certainly don't have to do all five before we talk next week. Um, one is plenty. And you know me, I'm probably going to do zero, to be honest, until, unless someone <laughs> reminds me to do more than that. So uh, more than zero, which, of, of course, is one. Um, you know, actually, I'm because... Let me speak uh, words to action. Is that a phrase? I, when I do this podcast, I do tend afterwards to feel kind of down, not um, down emotionally, but down a little bit spiritually, a little drained because I am just like pushing out so much information and kind of dwelling in the spiritual realm for at least an hour. And it's, it's work, you know, it's, it's my own little spiritual cardio. So when I'm done, I do feel a lot of energy around me. I feel, um, you know, just a little tired. So I am going to go take a salt bath actually right now. And I'm just going to clear these, cleanse these energies out. So when I, you know, go into my next spiritual thing I'm going to do tomorrow or maybe later tonight, I'm going to be coming from a clear, clear, did I just say clear twice? Clean, clear space. <laughs> clean and clear. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's another thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to do an episode soon about card work because it's a request I've been getting. Um, again, we're going to talk about Oracle cards because I'm not that well-versed in tarot. I'm, I'm going to try to find someone who is so they can give a much better, I, I say spiel 20 times an episode, but much better uh, talk about tarot than I could. Um, 
And I know that's kind of the thing that people are more interested in learning about. Well, let me not say that necessarily. It's what more people are more familiar with. So it's one of the first things they grab when they start getting into this stuff. Um, but yeah, I am going to talk about cards soon, but when you are working with cards, cause I, I know some of you, even though you haven't told me, I know some of you have gone out and bought a tarot or Oracle card deck since I started this podcast and you've been listening to it and fast up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you've done it, that's wonderful. It means that you're expanding your practice and you're trying to learn what fits for you. And I'm very proud of you for doing that. When you work with them, it's very important to cleanse yourself after uh, because you are drumming up a lot of energy and you are drumming up a lot of spiritual work and you are talking to a lot of different spirits and gods and goddesses and all those wonderful things. So you definitely need to take the salt bath after if I've been doing marathon readings where I'm just back to back to back to back. Uh, I got to do it or I'm going to be all jumbled up. And sometimes I'll try to read myself and I'm all done for the day and, uh, nothing makes sense because <laughs> I've used it all up and there's, uh, I've taken in a bunch of people's intentions and their questions and their fears and their hopes and their anxieties into myself. So I got to just, you know, clean slate it. Um, you can do that with the salt bath. Uh, also I like to keep uh, Florida water with me so I can just spray my cards. I can kind of spritz myself because your art, your cards collect energy as much as you do. So, uh, just, this is just for me to you when you are doing readings for yourself or you're practicing with other people, which I'm sure some of you are doing by now. Uh, try to keep a cleanser on hand. Even if it's just a, spa, a salt water uh, spray you can make yourself or like a rose water, just spray them down, like let them fan them a little bit, kind of zhuzh those energies away because every card, every person that you take on, even if it's just practicing on friends and family or yourself, that energy is getting stuck into your cards every time. Um, there's something else I was just about to say about that. What was it? Rose water, salt water, cleansing. Oh, I, and that's another thing. I personally don't let people, uh, touch my cards, but we'll get into that another time. It's just another energy transference thing. We don't need to talk about it right now. We're gonna have a whole cards episode. So yes, I feel like I've been all over the place with this episode, <laughs> but there were so many things I wanted to throw in. Uh, I, I definitely wanted to talk about the religious angle and just, you know, approaching things with respect. I wanted to talk about my version of the four elements, because it, it does tie into the rituals and the brick and the salt and uh, the crystals and all of those things. And of course, we have to do our crystal of the week, which I didn't forget about somehow. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goddess. Thank, thank Rihanna. Why do I try to say that? Thanks. Thank Rihanna that I remembered to do it. Um, and of course, I wanted to give you five rituals because like I said earlier, and like I said in past episodes, it really is about actually applying this stuff. It's not just me talking to you and you listening and then we don't, and then next week we talk to each other again. Like, no, we're going to actually do this. We are going to be bad witches. We're going to get our shit done and together. And, you know, it's just one spell at a time, like I said. So thank you so much. I hope this isn't too rambling. <laughs> but I know it is. And, uh, oh yeah, I talked about BuzzFeed, did not yet. It's definitely rambling, <laughs> but I will see you next week for the love and sex episode for Valentine's day. And if you have any questions in the meantime, uh, and you know me personally, send me a text. Hey, send me a Facebook message. But if you don't, uh, the bad witch podcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.